0: It was a 17-0 first half lead that turned into a loss that the New Orleans Saints will very likely feel for weeks. We got all that and a little bit of lanyap for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, every day. Don't forget, you can subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, take part in our of film studies, which we will do a lot of this week to figure out what went wrong here in New Orleans or in Green Bay for New Orleans, you can head over to joinsubtext.com subtext.com slash locked on saints, become a locked on saints insider today and join a community. I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media. You can find me, of course, always at Saints News Network. Uh, Tuesdays on Locked on NFL and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. One of the most disappointing losses for the New Orleans Saints, probably in your recent memory, if not in their history here on Lambeau Field with a 17-0 lead, only to drop the game 18-7. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn Jobs. Head over to LinkedIn.com to so post your job for free. Tell you more about them later. Here we are at beautiful Lambeau Field here in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where the New Orleans Saints took a 17-0 lead at halftime and lost the game 18 to 17. No points scored in the second half. No offense to speak of in the second half, and a defense that fell apart in the second half. All, of course, punctuated by the number one story for the New Orleans Saints today: the loss of quarterback Derek. Carr. Now, I was up, up, up in the press box, didn't get an opportunity to see exactly what happened with Derek Carr, if he fell on the shoulder, if he was hit on the shoulder, whichever happened. But yet another uh, just complete game of disarray for the New Orleans Saints offensive line now punctuated by what it is that everybody feared in the first place, which was potentially losing their starting quarterback. Now, the New Orleans Saints uh, ended up losing Derek Carr due to that sack, um, and he got transported to the hospital Ended up getting checked out, x-rays, all those other things, looking for things like internal damage and stuff like that. He was able to make the flight home. So now the big question for the New Orleans Saints becomes, can they win without Derek Carr if they have to go without him for a couple of weeks? We've seen some early indications that it might not be as early as next week before we see Derek Carr back in action. So what could that mean for the New Orleans Saints? Well, it means that this team who has started more quarterbacks than any other NFL franchise since 2021— We'll see another starting quarterback again, a starting quarterback change for this New Orleans Saints team for the third, fourth season in a row. When they had Drew Brees, they had to turn things over to to Teddy Bridgewater. They go with Jameis Winston, but then have to turn things over to Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill and Ian Book all throughout that season. Last year, Andy Dalton became the starter three games into the year. This time, three games into the year, Derek Carr may not be available for this team. uh, And the Saints are going to have to deal with that yet again. Now, There is a plus to this situation, not a plus in terms of losing Derek Carr. But if you're going to turn things over to a quarterback, you might as well turn things over to a quarterback that not only knows your system, but has won in your system before. This is one of the reasons why the New Orleans Saints wanted to go and uh, keep Jameis Winston here in New Orleans. or not here in New Orleans, but one of the reasons why they wanted to keep Jameis Winston in New Orleans was so that if they needed to turn to somebody outside of Derek Carr, they'd be able to turn to somebody that knows the system. That has chemistry with the receivers and that has won in this system before. That might be what the New Orleans Saints are looking at doing for, let's say, multiple weeks, several weeks. We don't know just yet. We do know, though, that Derek Carr made the trip home with the New Orleans Saints teammates and with his you know, New Orleans Saints teammates. And that's a big positive for the Saints. So, what are they going to do from here? Well, I think what you're going to end up seeing is a team that is going to end up bringing in Jameis Winston to be their starting quarterback. You're going to see a lot of Taysom Hill continue to get mixed in all over the place. This is also a team that is going to be uh, welcoming it, welcoming back Alvin Kamara this next week. Really, he comes back in just a couple of days. As soon as the New Orleans Saints return to practice, he'll be there. Now, he hasn't been a part of practices. He hasn't been a part of this New Orleans Saints preparation, anything like that over the course of these uh, couple of weeks. But you know that he's been one of the most effective running backs in the game, one of the most effective dual threat uh, quarter running backs in the game, multiple, multiplicity guy. So that's something that the New Orleans Saints are absolutely going to be ready to welcome back to their team going into uh, this uh, next week and and moving forward. And they're going to go back home. They have a tough game against a division opponent, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jameis Winston's former team. So maybe a little bit of familiarity will help them as well. This is a team that's going to be angry. This is a team that's going to be mad. But to answer the question, can the New Orleans Saints win without Derek Carr? Yes, they can win without Derek Carr. Could they win without Derek Carr today? No, they weren't able to get that done. But when it comes down to can they win moving forward in the future here, this is absolutely a team that can. I mean, this is a team that has won without you know their starting quarterbacks before, that has been able to put backup quarterbacks in good positions. I'm not going to take away much from Jameis Winston's performance in the second half of this game because he came in as an emergency guy as opposed to a guy that has been able to be prepped all throughout the beginning of you know the week to have this sort of game plan built for him. So perhaps in a situation to where you're able to build the game plan for him and get him ready for this, uh, for this opportunity, you'll be able to see some efficiency. But until we see that, the only thing that we can expect is that this New Orleans team is going to do everything that it can. And the biggest thing that was probably the most disappointing in this game, aside from losing Derek Hart injury, was the fact that this team opened up a 17-0 first half game that looked like it was about to be a shutout all the way. And it was the defense that wasn't able to hold up its end of the bargain towards the end of the game, particularly in the fourth quarter where the Green Bay Packers marched down the field. They took their big shots down the field, connected on those big shots, and were able to put the points on the board that they needed to be able to get a win. And to Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints credit a little bit, you're going to take a look at the fact that they got into field goal range, but Blake Groupie, who hadn't missed the kick at all this season, unable to connect on what would have been a potential game-winning field goal, allowed the New Orleans Saints defense the opportunity to go out there and close out the game, as they have done before this season. So with all of those losses, with all of those misses, This was not a formula for winning football for the New Orleans Saints. And we can't expect that that's going to be the same case. This defense has been dominant all season so far. This defense has been absolutely outstanding. And so if you're looking at can the New Orleans Saints win without Derek Carr, the way that they do it is with a sound game plan, not turning the ball over, which we haven't seen much from this New Orleans Saints team this season, and creating those turnovers and winning with defense. That's what you're going to be looking for. Can they run the ball? Can they produce out of the backfield with Alvin Kamara back? And can they continue to win with their defense? That's going to be the sort of winning formula for the New Orleans Saints moving forward. If they can't do that, and if they can't get the offensive line figured out, which, by the way, also lost two players today, Caesar Ruiz going in and ruled out for a concussion. At one point, Andrews Pete had to leave the game as well, although he looked fine in the locker room. We'll see what happens there. But this New Orleans Saints team is going to have to be one that's going to be able to buy time for Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints weapons to be able to take advantage of what's going to be there for them moving forward. Is going, to be able, is going to have to be able to protect and open up lanes for Alvin Kamara and this New Orleans Saints run game. And the defense can't have what happened here today happen to them again. And look, they've been a little loose in the fourth quarter all season. We've been talking about that prevent defense and giving up touchdowns. We saw that at the end of the game against the Carolina Panthers. This time, they did it in such a way that they didn't have the ability to be able to hold off and get away with it. So that cannot be the case for this New Orleans Saints defense moving forward as well. All right, I see all of your comments and everybody that's here live. I very much appreciate you being here. Uh, My computer is like all the way down there, so it's, it's hard for me to see chat messages and everything like that. But look, if you're upset and if you're frustrated with this New Orleans Saints loss, you absolutely deserve to be because this was a frustrating loss. This was a disappointing loss. This one frustrated me to sit through and y'all know me, I'm a very positive person, right? And I'm usually like overly positive. I annoy people with how positive I am about this team and about the game of football. But this was some of the worst football I've watched in a long time. And so uh, from different areas, right? I'm not just talking about the New Orleans Saints, like Green Bay was atrocious early on in this game as well. So, I mean, to see the New Orleans Saints not be able to pull out a win here, kind of makes you feel like, okay, well, can they pull out a win at all. And that's the type of question marks that they're going to have to answer next week as they go up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, coming up next, what the heck happened? How did this all happen? What happened to the defense in the second half? We're going to be taking a look at that and we're going to be breaking it down as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, but of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn is the place to go, where if you're maybe the New Orleans Saints and you're looking for Uh, you know, somebody to come and help you out this week with some extra game plans and things like that, then maybe you're looking at LinkedIn Jobs to be able to get some help with that. Maybe this this officiating crew out here certainly could have used some more people. Maybe the NFL could head over to LinkedIn Jobs and figure out a way to maybe bring on some full-time officials for a change. But whatever it is that you're looking for, maybe you're a small business and you're looking to expand your team. Well, you can find your opportunity to do all of that by heading over to LinkedIn Jobs today. They give you the screening questions so that you can make sure that Whoever it is that you're looking for hits the right requirements, hits everything that they need so that you are making you feel like you're making the right hire. They, the Small businesses have voted LinkedIn jobs number one in returning qualified candidates and hires versus some of those leading competitors out there. So if you want to check them out, go to linkedin.com slash locked on NFL today to post your job for free. That's it. You post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL terms and conditions apply. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Appreciate all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. Every day, it was a loss, but that hasn't stopped all of you from turning out. So I appreciate everybody being here, whether you're watching the show live or listening to the show later, however it is that you're taking it in. I love you. I appreciate you being here. It's always tough when the New Orleans Saints lose a game to drop to 2-1 and here. The Saints had to have some things not go their way. So what the heck? happened, particularly in the second half when it came down to the Green Bay Packers finally being able to just move the ball kind of at will. Meanwhile, the New Orleans Saints offense struggled really all game to still move the ball. I know that they had the one scoring drive. They were aided big time as well by the Rashid Shahid punt return, the first New Orleans Saints punt return for a touchdown since week three in Seattle back in 2019. Deontay at that time, Harris, now Hardy, uh, who got that one done. I talked to several defenders in the New Orleans Saints locker room after the game and asked what happened, right? What happened in the second half? Did Green Bay do something to take advantage of it? And I had several players tell me that technique as well as eye discipline was a big issue for the New Orleans Saints defense over the course of the second half of this game, particularly in the fourth quarter. So when I also asked about whether or not Green Bay did anything differently to take advantage of that or to expose that, the answer was kind of no. It's just that they started to take more of those deep shots and really challenge this New Orleans Saints defense. Now, we saw two pass interference penalties that I could not agree less with uh, when it came to this game, except for one very notable non-call that I think I would disagree uh, more with. Uh, but I think that when you look at this New Orleans Saints team getting the opportunity here against Green Bay late in the game, who didn't really adjust their game plan, who kind of continued to do what, it that, do what it was that they had done all throughout this game, and it had been in a situation where... Those shots were available throughout the game but they weren't able to take advantage of them. You have to look at two things: rush and coverage. This New Orleans Saints defense has been phenomenal, phenomenal against uh, opposing offenses on third downs. We didn't see that in this game. The Green Bay Packers, just to double check the numbers here, the Green Bay Packers were able to move the ball on third downs just fine. They ended up converting 44% of them, 8 for 18, and then they also had two red zone touchdowns on three red zone Possessions. They didn't even get their first red zone possession until nearly halfway through the game. So when you look at where the New Orleans Saints defense kind of had the bottom fallout it was in those sort of situational football situ- uh, circumstances. Let me say it that way. And if you remember right, in an episode that we were talking about, or that we were do that we you know did earlier this week, getting ready for this game, I was talking about asking the New Orleans Saints coaches about what has made them so good so far over on the defensive side, and one of the things that was absolutely highlighted several times was situational football, winning on third down, getting opposing offenses off the field on third down, not allowing touchdowns in the red zone. And today you saw all of that change. And the tricky part about it is that it came down to what it sounds like from what I've been told by several players and others within the organization, that it was the New Orleans Saints defense beating themselves as opposed to the Green Bay Packers doing anything specifically to take advantage of weaknesses for the New Orleans Saints. I think the one thing that Green Bay did that took advantage of a weakness for the New Orleans Saints was take their shots, right? We saw that early on in the game, Luke Musgrave run wide open up the middle of the field in a cover two situation that wasn't a blown coverage thing. It was just they got the coverage that they were looking for for that route. And uh, Jordan Love and and Musgrave not able to connect on that pass. And so you saw the Saints kind of find ways to see themselves maybe get a little bit lucky in the first half that just didn't come together in the second half. Big passes down the left sideline, big passes down the right sideline, big passes down the middle of the field, not being able to stop them in the red zone, uh, not being able to stop a scrambling Jordan Love in a couple of cases as well. Some almost sacks in this game. Um, you know, I think that there were some positive spots about this New Orleans Saints team. Alante uh, Taylor played the game of his life today in a game to where he saved two touchdowns. Uh, he ended up having two pass breakups and a 14-yard sack that pushed the Green Bay Packers out of field goal range. I was ready to come here on this show and say, okay, well, there's 17 points that Alante Taylor took off the, took, even though two of them were on the same drive, effectively 17 points that Alante Taylor took off the board for you in a game that the Saints won 17 to zero. But now I can't do that, right? I had like several of these things planned for the show because all of a sudden, It was just like a meltdown for the New Orleans Saints. And look, the Saints, if if, if you're frustrated by it, I was frustrated watching it. The New Orleans Saints are frustrated living it. Like, this is not a situation to where Dennis Allen's going to walk away and say, hey, all right, well, I guess that happens. You know, no big deal. No, like, this is a New Orleans Saints team that is very, very frustrated with the fact that they dropped this game. And the trickiest part about it all is that when it comes to answering the question, what went wrong, the answer is a little bit of everything. New Orleans Saints offense averaged 4.22 yards per play, net yards per play in the first half. Second half, 4.17. Didn't move the ball efficiently on the offensive side except for the one drive where you kind of went, okay, there's life. There's some confidence. Jimmy Graham, the touchdown. I think it was actually right here in this near end zone when that happened. Jimmy Graham with the touchdown, you feel like, okay, all right, there's some momentum. Rashid Shaheed gets the big kick return or the punt return touchdown. Okay, there's the second phase of the game or the third phase of the game in special teams. The defense looked outstanding early on in the game. Lonnie Johnson Jr. with the interception. Alante Taylor playing the game of his life. The Saints locking up and not being not allowing the run game in the first half. But then you got into the second half and what happened? I know you lost the quarterback, but even still, offense couldn't move the ball uh, efficiently. The third In the third quarter, the Saints had... 24 total net yards (laughs) in the third quarter. And five of them were passing yards. Got too conservative in terms of the play calling when you had, you know, a quarterback come in. That was your emergency quarterback. And I get that, right? You don't want your emergency quarterback to come in and then automatically say, okay, put the weight of the world on your shoulders. You want the quarterback to just go in and win the game, not lose the game. And this wasn't a a circumstance of Jameis Winston losing the game for the New Orleans Saints. He put the Saints in position to kick the game-winning field goal. So there you go. So there's the so you have an offense that wasn't able to move the ball efficiently, move the ball efficiently for one drive in the first half, move the ball efficiently for the single most important offensive drive of the second half and couldn't come away with it. Why? Because that third phase of the game that made that put points on the board to begin the game, couldn't put points on the board when it mattered at the end of the game. And what could have been a game sealing field goal after you allowed the Green Bay Packers to come and take the lead 18 to 17. Then you think about the defense, and then, of course, the defense giving up yards, giving up, you know, keeping everything in front of them. I, I get it, but you're, you're just giving up trunk yards. We saw the same thing happen at the end of the Carolina Panthers game last week. So, at some point, all three phases of the game just bottomed out. And then when one phase of the game caught its rhythm, the offense, when they marched down to get in position to kick that game-winning field goal, boom, missed the field goal. And then you had a third and two at an earlier point that you, or, or a fourth and two at an earlier point where you could have tried a 55-yard field goal. You chose not to do that because you wanted to try to draw the, the Green Bay Packers offsides. They didn't bite. You took the penalty. You backed up five yards. You punted. You got them down on their five. And then and Green Bay didn't score on that drive. You got the ball back after that drive. So that went to plan. But that 55-yard field goal might've been the thing that would've made the game for you. That could've won the game for you at that point. Who knows? So it's just, there's so many little pieces. There's the play calling. There's the decision making that maybe you can question. I don't really question the play calling very much. But then you look at the offense and its inability to execute for the majority of the game. The defense's inability inability to stop the, the the Green Bay Packers offense from executing towards the end of the game, right? So there's an execution question for the defense. And and I'm not just saying that to be, you know, rude about the defense or to, to talk bad about the defense or anything like that. I'm, I'm telling you what I was told from defensive players. And then, you know, not being able to get the, the kick down and the kick in for, you know, in the game winning situation. And that, that's a tough kick to make here in Lambeau. Like, let's not, let's be real. So it, it was just one of those like tale of two halves for the New Orleans Saints. And unfortunately, it, we've seen tales of two halves for the Saints game one and game two. Um, you know, uh, an offense that wasn't able to really get going in the first half, but then kind of gets going when it needs to in the second half. We saw the opposite of that effectively kind of in this game, but certainly on the defensive side. And this was a tale of two halves that didn't go their way. And now the New Orleans Saints, like, look, you can hang your head over it for 24 hours or whatever, but this team is not going to focus on that. This team is going to look at turning over and getting ready to go up against a big time division opponent, the Tampa Buccaneers, next weekend back at home. So the New Orleans Saints want to get a win. And, and, and they can do it. They can do it. But it's going to take, you know, all three phases of the game clicking in order to get it done. All right, coming up next, we're going to take a look at what the New Orleans Saints will do now, right? How do they build a winning game plan without Derek Carr? assuming they have to be without Derek Carr. We're going to break that down as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. You better believe once I get back to my hotel, order me some DoorDash, getting dinner delivered, because uh, I am not about to try to cook on the road. And I am definitely not about to go out and sit down at a restaurant right now with all these crazy Green Bay Packers fans probably going nuts over this big time win, this big comeback win for them. So instead of that, I'm going to chill in my hotel room, hide away like a little hermit and enjoy my DoorDash, who's going to end up bringing me all of that grub that I'm looking for. And then I'm going to get back to New Orleans as quickly as possible. So let me tell you about how you can check out DoorDash as well, because you absolutely should. There's just no better alternative out there. You're going to get 50% off of your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value simply by using the promo code. Locked on NFL at checkout. So you download the DoorDash app, use that promo code Locked on NFL, you're going to get 50% off with a up to $20, no minimum subtotal needed, no delivery fee on your first order over at DoorDash with promo code Locked on NFL. Once again, that is promo code Locked on NFL for 50% off of your first order at DoorDash today. Let's get it, that Nation. Wrap it up today's episode of Locked on Saints, a heartbreaking loss for the New Orleans Saints in a game that they led 17-0 to and unfortunately just kind of let slip. Uh, we don't know how long Derek Carr is going to be out. Uh, we don't know if Derek Carr is even going to miss a game. Uh, things don't seem positive uh, as of yet. So what will the New Orleans Saints do next? And I think the only thing you do if you're the New Orleans Saints is you just keep plugging away at who you are and you keep plugging away with what you are. Look, this New Orleans Saints team lost a heartbreaker today. I get that. I completely understand that. Does that mean that their season is completely down the toilet? No. If, they, if this loss lingers for too long, then yeah, their season could go down the toilet. But that can't be and that won't be what happens with this New Orleans Saints team. This defense is still one of the best defenses in the NFL. This is defense that was without a piece or two today, right? Marcus May suspended. I thought Jordan Howden did a, a great job in his way. Uh, I talked to Jordan after the game, asked him how he felt. He felt like he was very excited to get out there, even though it was a loss. Uh said he left a couple of plays out on the field, but looking forward to making sure he doesn't do that coming up to next week. I, I didn't see him, you know, really give up anything in this game. He had the one crosser with Luke Musgrave that ended up converting. I think that was on a third down. I can't remember. But outside of that, I thought Jordan Howden played a stout game. Even that big, you know, completion or almost completion over the middle, it was just simply a split safety look. And they had a post for, for the tight end. They had the right play call against the New Orleans Saints play call. And sometimes it bees like that. Uh, but I think the big thing that you really, really have to look at here, whether Derek Carr or Jameis Winston, is, is what do you do with this offensive line? The, this offensive line is not showing much improvement. Th- that's not true. That's not true. That's me being unfair. The, the offensive line isn't showing as much improvement as maybe you'd like to see. Let me say it that way. They have sh- they showed improvement going from game one to game two. 24 pressures allowed according to Pro Football Focus. Take those numbers for whatever you may. And then 12 in the second game, you saw you know that. But this game, three sacks by Rashawn Gary, was like it was like what happened with Arden Key years, or years ago, weeks ago, right? The New Orleans Saints have allowed four sacks the first game, four sacks the second game, three sacks the third game. That's not a formula for winning a game if you're getting your quarterback pummeled all, all the time. And I think actually four game. So I think that, you know, that's a big thing that you have got to figure out. And and it's not going to be easy. Cesar Ruiz left the game with a concussion, did not return. Andrew Speed at one point left the game. I liked what the New Orleans Saints did moving, you know, having Andrew Speed go back to his natural position at left guard and taking James Hurst and moving him to right guard. You saw James Hurst pull, make some great plays in the run game. The Saints looked like they had a run game that was ready to go all of a sudden in the second half at certain points got to be able to build on that as well. So if the Saints are going to want to win games, well, not if they're going to want to, but if the Saints are going to win games moving forward with or without Derek Carr, protection up front has to get addressed, has to get fixed. And I'm going to be honest with you, I, I'm not the person that's here to tell you how to fix it because my whole thing was I was right aligned with the New Orleans Saints of you have to give these guys time to mesh and time to gel. Well, now there's no time for the players to gel if somebody's going to miss time. And, and we've talked about this on the show before, that offensive line, you're going to have players that are not going to play all 17 games. That's just the NFL. Them's the rules. I don't make them. I just enforce them and talk about them. And so you have to find a way to be able to kind of figure all that out. So you have to get the protection fixed. You have to be able to get a run game going to complement your passing game. I thought that the passing game didn't leave a lot to be desired today. Maybe some of the play calling you would have liked to have seen them stick with the passing game a little bit more, remain a little bit more aggressive, keep the foot on the gas, if you will. But hard to do that when your backup quarterback has to go in. As much as Jameis Winston knows the system, he wasn't a part of the game install. He's not a part of the game plan. He's got to be able to, to do that, right? So now you get a week to be able to do that. The other thing is that like, I look forward to seeing how this defense responds to this game. There's not a single player, single player on the defensive side of the football that I saw with a smile on their face in the locker. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, yeah, of course, like no crap, Ross, of course they're not smiling, they lost. But what I'm saying is no one took this loss lightly. No one did. And no one's going to. This is a New Orleans Saints defense that's now going to be ready to bounce back next week that is angry, that is not happy with the way that they performed, not happy with the way that this game went. And especially because so many of them are hanging on themselves. It was an execution issue. It wasn't that Green Bay did something unique or did something specific that they weren't ready for in the second half. But basically, instead, that this was a game to where they felt like they didn't execute to their highest standards, they're going to be mad and they're going to be ready to take it out on somebody. And I, I'm, I feel bad for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are next in line, uh, because they're going to be in the line of fire from this New Orleans Saints defense, who, by the way, now 12 games, right? 12 games now, not allowing a, a team to score 20 points, but the no, 11 games, 11 games, sorry. But the issue is that they keep losing those games. The defense, for all that went wrong in the second half, still only gave up 18 points in this game. And if you're an NFL team, you expect that if you don't give up 20 or more points that you can win games across the NFL in the early slate of games. Every team that scored less than 20 points lost with the exception of the New England Patriots who scored 15 points, but they held their opponent to 10 points. So every single losing team in the NFL scored less than 20 points. The New Orleans Saints are the only team to lose after holding a team to under 20 points today, with the exception of the, the, that, that New England Patriots game. And the issue, the reason why I bring that up is because like that's not a fluke for this week. This is an issue that we have seen for the New Orleans Saints offense over the course of the past two seasons now where the defense is still holding opponents under 20 points. Yeah, they gave up you know, 18 points in the second half, unanswered, all that. I get it. I understand. But at the same time, still less than 20 points. You got to be able to win those games. And the New Orleans Saints offense hasn't shown an ability to be able to win those games, whether it's with Derek Carr, whether it's with Jameis Winston, whether it's with Andy Dalton, whether it's with Trevor Simeon, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who the quarterback has been. The Saints offense has not been able, has not shown that they can score enough points to outscore teams that aren't scoring 20 points. And the Saints have got to get that figured out with whomever is under center. It no longer matters. It does not matter. You have got to get that figured out. And I look forward to seeing how the New Orleans Saints respond to that. I really do. I look forward to seeing how the New Orleans Saints respond to this game. Um, they won't be the only NFC South team to lose today. The, you know, things did not go well for the Atlanta Falcons. The Tampa Bay the Buccaneers, they've got the Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow night. So the Saints still have the ability to be two and one, right? Knotted up at the top of the NFC South. That can be fine. And it's early in the season with a lot of games left to play. But if you're the New Orleans Saints, you don't want to be dropping division games right now. And, uh, and you want to reestablish home field advantage, dome field advantage as best you can. So I look forward to seeing how the New Orleans Saints respond here. But I do think that to a certain extent, this New Orleans Saints team will only be able to go as far as its offensive line takes it. And that has got to be the biggest question left to answer for the New Orleans Saints, aside from, oh, of course. How long is Derek Carr going to be out? Can this New Orleans Saints team win without Derek Carr? And can they get the offensive line rolling one way or another? That's going to be huge. All right, y'all, coming up tomorrow, we're going to be taking a look at this game more in depth. We're going to go through all of the tape, all the, the, the all 22, the, the game film, however it is you want to look at it. And then we'll be breaking it down to give you everything you need to know about what happened here, particularly in the second half. Did something else happen? Did things go south in another way that we haven't seen just yet? We'll take a look at all of it but I appreciate everybody for being here for another live episode of Locked on Saints here from Lambeau Field. It is beautiful. I was ready to say the Saints won here today, but unfortunately I don't get to say that, but I do appreciate everybody coming through and for checking out another episode. Appreciate you as always making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, every day to all you everydayers out there. And I thank you very, very much for making me a part of your day, a part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. If you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up, let me know what our family's doing, let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're momming them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holler.